speaking, it was done. Welcome to sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Reverend Dr. Matthew Richard. Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 15th chapter. Jesus went away from there and withdrew to the district of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and was crying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. But he did not answer her a word, and his disciples came and begged him, saying, Send her away, for she is crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. And he answered, It is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. She said, Yes, Lord. Yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered her, O woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire. And her daughter was healed instantly. This is the gospel of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Amen. What a jerk. (laughs) What a jerk. Yes, what a jerk to call that woman a dog. Can you imagine? And are you not offended right now? Well, you should be. Jesus just called that Canaanite woman a yippee and annoying little dog. He called her a dog right to her face in front of others. What a bigot. What a sexist. What a misogynist. If you're not triggered yet, you should be right now. Jesus just called her a dog. My friends, the story of Jesus and the Canaanite woman has offended many throughout the ages, especially right now in our generation. The way that the disciples and Jesus treated that Canaanite woman is considered not only rude, but also incredibly offensive to things such as the modern feminist movement. In fact, Many liberal theologians are greatly offended by the reading from the Gospel of Matthew this morning. Yes, they believe that this passage shows Jesus as a misinformed sexist and a harsh misogynist. In fact, these liberal theologians will go so far as, I kid you not, to say that the woman's persistence, her persistence served to create a, get this, a teachable moment for a male chauvinistic Jesus. I kid you not. They teach that the Canaanites' persistence actually helped open the eyes of Jesus, of a racist Jesus, to the fact that his mission was not exclusively for the Jews, but also for a greater audience. And so, according to liberal theologians, Jesus had to learn from the Canaanite woman so that he could not be a racist, so that he could not be a sexist. Jesus had to learn that the gospel was for the Canaanites and women too. Jesus had to learn to be accepting of all people different from him, that there were 
quote, unquote, no boundaries. What this means, according to liberal theologians, is that today's gospel from the reading of Matthew is more about that Canaanite woman teaching Jesus than Jesus teaching that Canaanite woman. Liberal theologians would have you read today's gospel lesson with the Canaanite woman being the hero. Yes, the Canaanite woman being the hero. And the villain? Well, obviously it is a misinformed Jesus. The theme is this. Don't be like the prejudiced and racist Jesus, but be like the all-inclusive and loving Canaanite woman. Now, perhaps these liberal theologians might have a point. Perhaps we should be offended by the words of Jesus. Maybe we should get triggered right now and be upset and worked up. Maybe we should work ourselves up into a frenzy right now, agitated and shifting in our pews. How dare he call her a dog? But there's only one problem. Yes, there's only one problem. There's one problem with everything we've talked about thus far, and that is this. But listen carefully. The Canaanite woman, yes, the Canaanite woman was not offended. She was not offended or insulted by being called a dog in the first place. When Jesus called her a dog, get this, this is her response. She responded saying this, truth, Lord, yes, truth, Lord, I am a dog. But even though I'm a dog, I should get scraps from the master's table. In other words, the Canaanite woman does not shout back to Jesus, you're a misogynist, Jesus, and a sexist. How dare you call me a dog? I'm offended. I'm triggered. The Canaanite woman does not use this opportunity to victimize herself. She accepts the fact that she's a nobody. She accepts that she is a dog underneath the table, not worthy to be on the same level as Christ. She accepts the fact that she is a beggar, There were no phrases coming from the woman like this, yeah, but, or that sounds intolerant, Jesus, or gee, that is not a loving thing to say, Jesus. Rather, she accepts the classification. She's not offended in the least, but she agrees with the term. When Jesus called her a dog, she immediately responds by saying, yes, verily, truth, Dear friends, we will always be offended by Jesus when we come before him with our own agendas and ideologies and expectations, just like liberal theologians do. And when we are offended, well, the only option is to turn against Jesus and make him into the bad guy like those liberal theologians do. But on the other hand, some of us are not comfortable making Jesus into the bad guy So as a result, when we are offended by Jesus, we end up playing that stupid game called this. Jesus, quote-unquote, Jesus didn't mean what he said in the Bible, but meant something else. And that something else, well, it is typically what we want Jesus to say to prop ourselves up with comfort. But today, yes, today in our gospel reading from the Gospel of Matthew, it is hard to twist the words of the Canaanite woman. It is tough to try and get offended when she simply was not offended to begin with. And so we're left with her clear words of agreement. Yes, yes, Lord, truth, I am a dog. 
Now, with that said, what are we to make of her agreeing with Jesus that she is a dog? Well, Jesus says that she has great faith. Consider our gospel reading yet again. She admits that she is a dog, and then, and then right after she admits it, she barks out with faith, demanding that as a dog that she has a right to the crumbs that fall on the floor. You see, her faith is great for two simple reasons. Number one, she accepts the title of dog. She's not offended by the title. She accepts it. And then secondly, she barks out for crumbs of grace. You see, dear friends, today at the beginning of our divine service, right here in this sanctuary, right here in these pews, from this floor, we did not admit to being a dog, but we admitted to being poor, miserable sinners who deserve temporal and eternal punishment from God Almighty. That is right, all of us together, we agreed that we are indeed miserable sinners. We agreed with God what he says about us in his holy word, the Bible. We agreed that we are sinners. We admitted to the fact, to the truth, that we have failed in thought, word, and deed. Together, shoulder to shoulder, right here in this sanctuary, we confess that God would be completely justified in sending a lightning bolt to smite us for our disobedience. Like the Canaanite woman, today, right here in this sanctuary, we accepted the truth about ourselves that we do not deserve a seat at the table, but we are dogs at the master's feet. We did not debate the Lord. We did not correct God. We did not blame him. We indeed did not blame him for calling us sinners in thought, word, and deed. We confessed it. We accepted it. And so the point being is this, beware of people who are not willing to be called a sinner or to be a sinner. They're not advocating Christianity. They do not have great faith. Beware of people who loathe and detest the confession of sins. Those who say that they are not poor, not miserable, and not a sinner. They are not advocating Christianity. They do not have great faith. Beware of people who use a lot of words to rationalize away why they are not a dog or not a sinner. They're not advocating Christianity. They do not have great faith. Beware of those who believe Jesus is doing, quote-unquote, a new thing in the 21st century as if Christ needs to be re-educated to be politically correct, as if he is somehow wrong. They do not have great faith. They are not advocating Christianity. And most importantly, dear friends, be especially aware of claiming yourself to be free of sin. Believing that you are without sin is not only fooling yourself, but it is a very naive claim of nonsense. But instead, dear baptized saints, agree to the truth and the term sinner like that Canaanite woman. And then cry out to the Lord with boldness, confidently beating your chest and saying, I am a poor, miserable sinner. God, have mercy on me. God, have mercy on me. And then boldly cry out even more, Lord, be gracious. Be gracious and merciful to me for the sake of Jesus. For that is great faith. Dear baptized saints, the Canaanite woman, she's actually a picture of the Christian church. 
She's a picture of you and me living by faith. Always, on the one hand, always admitting that we are dogs. Always crying out to Jesus. Always trusting in Jesus. And always relying on Jesus for everything. The Canaanite woman, she is a picture of you and me coming to the sanctuary each and every Sunday, confessing that we are nothing more than dogs, yet we still rise up. We still rise up with great faith. And we come to this very altar right here to receive sips of wine and crumbs of bread from the master's table. Baptized saints, hear this loud and clear this day. Great faith is not pretending that you are sinless. Great faith is not pretending that you are powerful and strong, a super apostle. Great faith is not having confidence in your own abilities, your own strength, your own doings, your own accomplishments. But instead, great faith consists in agreeing with Jesus about your sinful condition. Great faith is when you find no comfort in yourself and your abilities, but cling to the grace and the word of Jesus alone. Great faith says this, I am a great sinner, but I have an even greater Savior. Great faith is confessing sin and then, and then grabbing Christ by the ankles, never letting go because even the smallest of his breadcrumbs of grace is bigger than all of your sins. But never forget, as we saw with the Canaanite woman, it was impossible for Jesus to turn away from her. And so it is the same for you. Yes, Jesus opposes the proud, no doubt about it. He opposes the proud. But when you cry out for grace, you do not merely have a share in the crumbs and the morsels of the Lord under the table, but you are given a seat. Yes, you are given a seat with Christ at his table right here. Yes, even though you confessed you were a sinner today, at the beginning of the service, you have a seat at the Lord's table where you receive his true body and blood for the forgiveness of all of your sins. Hear this today. It is impossible for the fount of divine mercy to remain shut to poor, miserable sinners clinging to Jesus by faith because Jesus did not come for the super elite, the religious superstars, or the cream of the crop, but he came for dogs. He came for sinners and ragamuffins like you and especially like this sinner right here. And so we confess boldly today. We do, St. Paul's. We confess our sins boldly, and we believe even more boldly in the gospel that is spoken into our ears, the gospel that is poured upon our heads in our baptisms, and the gospel that is laid on our tongues. Great faith confesses sin. Great faith confesses that we have an even greater Savior. We confess sins. We receive Christ every single week. For Christ is faithful to us. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with thine own holiness.
Sí. 